This is Expat Life with Marlene and Helena, a podcast where we discuss life and experiences around the world. We have lived abroad for 20 plus years, and in total, that adds up to 11 countries in different parts of the world. This podcast tells the story about navigating life with an intention to inspire, share, and engage fellow expats around the globe. No matter where you live, we welcome you to be part of our community. I'm Helena, and I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host Malin. Good day. Hello. Well, first of all, I got to apologize for my raspy voice today. I've got a terrible sore throat, which couldn't have picked a worse time to visit. So I promise to keep it uh, short and sweet. No need to. (laughs) (laughs) But before we dive into today's topic, I'd I'd love to hear what you have been up to lately, Malin. As you know, I have been busy prepping for a workshop on heart, health, food and midlife. The workshop finally happened this week and it's been a real high for me. Heart health is a crucial topic, especially since it's one of the leading causes of death in women and lifestyle changes can make a huge difference. So this evening it was all about empowering women to take charge of their health and that is one of my true passions, as you know. So it was a fantastic group of ladies at the workshop and they shared their experiences, asked insightful questions. So yeah, yeah, I was just happy. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of your workshops. Great job. Thank you. And then uh, I also got back from a trip uh, to Sweden. So this time we went there with a mission to stow away the wood from 10 big trees that had already been cut down for us. Well, that's quite a workout, no? It was. I could feel it in my back. (laughs) (laughs) And a really fun part of that was to wheel the chainsaw, you know, Cutting cool. through those remaining locks with that machine. I mean, it's so powerful and I really felt like a superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly have been busy. I've had a good week, yes. <laughs> and I'm not the only one who has been traveling. Yeah, that's right. I recently returned from a trip to Cadiz in, here in Spain, where the Sail Grand Prix was held. It's, it's an impressive event, even if it's a long drive from Madrid. You went there last year as well. Yeah, that's right. We love the event and and we love road trips and also extended weekends. So we actually have another upcoming trip to Ibiza, which is an island off the Mediterranean coast. Yes, and we are going to get back to that because that is when exciting things are going to happen, isn't it? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, I mean, you're really a pro in making these things uh, happen during the weekends. You make the most of your time, I think. Well, so do you. And with that, it's time to dive into today's topic, which is the power of routines. Today, we're diving into the world of routines, uh, something most of us expats know too well, especially when we transition between seasons. September usually marks a fresh start for money after the summer. And now that we are well into October, we thought it would be suitable to talk about the significance and the power of routines. Yes, you know, I love this topic. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So we often speak about breaking away from routines, trying new things, going away and changing the surroundings. But we shouldn't underestimate the positive impact that routines can have in our everyday life. No, because there are some real benefits, right? That's for sure. In my field of work, I always stress the connection between routines, habits and health. 
to make a behavior or a habit, you need to incorporate it into your daily routines. And whether that is activities like taking walks, attending exercise classes, maintaining a consistent bedtime, or also cooking regularly, these are habits that really promote good health. So you mean that routines provide structure? Yes, it provides a framework. And in addition to that, it also uh, helps us to anticipate what lays ahead. In addition to that, routines can also help us to reduce stress. uh, And that is something that is well needed in our fast-paced world today. So true. But routines aren't just about reducing stress. They also provide meaning and purpose. Starting your day with a routine sets a positive tone for the rest of the day and it helps you find purpose. For example, I start my day with a morning walk and, a, and of course, a cup of tea before work. <laughs> yes, no day without a cup of tea. No. <laughs> Another advantage is that routines also free up time for things that you really want to do. That allows us to be more spontaneous throughout the days as well, I think. Yeah, and that's a skill that you have mastered, Molin. Well, balance is key. I have been living with very full agendas in part of my life, but also without any agendas whatsoever. And I think that what I've learned from that is that balance is really key, uh, at least from my perspective. You need a bit of both. Oh, I totally agree with you. Routines don't happen unless you plan ahead. We have all experienced the chaos, you know, the jet lag, unpacking and the dreaded return to work mode. It can be overwhelming. And that's where planning is key so that the routines settle in. I think I like to think of routines as uh, puzzles. They're not just magically pieced together. They demand a bit of intentional planning to connect the pieces. So uh, planning keeps you on the right path and it helps you to make the most of your time. So what would you say are the key ingredients in that routine recipe, Helena? (laughs) Yeah, I like the routine recipe. Well, the first ingredient is goal setting, setting clear objective in your daily and weekly routines. Breaking your goals into smaller steps and monitoring your progress is key. In this way, you don't just stay on track, but you also keep the motivation going. And another thing is that the weekly schedule is like a roadmap to navigate the week and also to maintain work-life balance and then this digital age there are also so many tools and apps to make planning easy i agree that technology can be super helpful and for instance my kids they are using several of these tools to do all the planning online oh i'm sure that generation uses they use apps yes personally though apart from having the calendar on the phone and on the computer I'm still using pen and paper for a lot of my planning. I like that feeling of really nailing it down somehow. But I guess that's more of a personal choice. No, well, I'm with you. I have several productivity apps, but I'm mainly using an Excel uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, and (laughs) I know that you're not only using your Excel sheet to do the weekly planning. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I have monthly and yearly plans, but I even have a five-year plan for mainly for my professional life. But that's that's a topic for another episode for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are going to get back to that. I'm not going to let you off the hook there. Just imagine, you know, that we have Helena's masterclass in planning. I think a lot of people would benefit from that. I'm not so sure about that. (laughs) But let's get back on track because planning isn't just about ticking off the tasks. It's also about personal growth. 
It's so true. For example, like setting a monthly reading goal isn't just about ticking off books. It's also about gaining wisdom and broadening your horizons with each read. So the same goes for exercise goals. It's about becoming a better version of yourself and ready to take on the world. You really make planning sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's talk about where to start with the planning. Our first tip is to establish a morning routine. It can be as simple as a morning walk, meditation or a good breakfast. I loved reading the book Make Your Bed by William H. Raven, a book that was written following a commencement speech that he gave at the University of Texas. That's a brilliant book. Isn't it just? I'm going to cite what he's read. Making your bed is a simple act with powerful consequences. To rise in the morning and complete the first task of the day will give you motivation to do more, to accomplish more. The bed also represents you. Few things in your home are more personal. Making your bed is a reflection of your discipline, your pride and your personal habits. If you can't get up in the morning and make your bed, what else are you incapable of doing? If you want to change the world or just make yourself a little bit better, start off by making your bed. That is such a great book. And I also love the commencement speech that the book is based on. I agree. And reading the book, all is about simplicity. And we can both recommend, highly recommend that book. Yes. And what is the next tip, Modin? Our next tip is about our basic needs, food and exercise. So what type of exercise or movement you're doing, whether it's taking classes, hitting the gym, following YouTube videos at home or going for a walk, it's essential to incorporate this into your routines. It may seem trivial, but it does add structure to your days. It's so true. One of my new routines after the summer is trail running. I get to discover new trails in the mountains with my husband on the weekends. And well, he knows them all, all the trails, but I just follow <laughs> along. <laughs> but it adds some structure and some adventure to my fitness routine. And you get to be outside as well. Yeah, and the mountains here are lovely. So then as a dietitian, apart from exercise, I also stress the importance of food and mealtime routines. Setting aside time for family meals and meals with friends builds connection and it also helps us to de-stress and connect. Yeah, and speaking about connection, we recommend also actively scheduling personal time and meaningful interactions like date nights or, or family outings or quality time with friends and essential me time. Yes, and again, scheduling is key. Sometimes being an expat can be lonely, especially if you are find, still finding your feet in a new location or situation. Planning and scheduling can give you hopes on these challenging days. I remember when we moved to Denmark, I was alone with our eldest son during the whole week. I didn't know anyone. And once I found a weekly playgroup, I had an agenda point and something to look forward to each week. And that really made a whole difference for me in the beginning. I can relate to that. I also joined a playgroup with my eldest son and it was a great way to get going in the morning and also get, get out of the house. Having routines that give you a reason to leave home is great as it creates a framework to your days. Uh, so we really recommend signing up for classes related to things you like or would like to try 
whether it's taking pottery classes, joining a museum group. Or learning to play an instrument. Yep, joining a choir or anything that excites you. And our last tip is flexibility. Life as an expat is full of surprises and sometimes plans change. So trust the process, but stay flexible and be open to new experiences. And these are all valuable skills for any expat, I would say. We got all these great tips on planning and getting back into routines. But I mean, just like everyone else, we know that it's often easier said than done. What about you, Helena? Do you find it easy to reestablish the routines? Well, I got the benefit of living in the same place for an extended period, which makes it easier to slip back into routines. I can see that. Yeah, but as, as we said before, life is unpredictable and it's not a question about if, but when your routines will be interrupted. So you should always plan and prepare for uh, disruptions. But I have to say that I very much appreciate the benefits of planning, especially during times when my kids were younger and I juggled uh, a full-time job along with other responsibilities and always racing against the clock. Yeah, I mean, you're just amazing. No, <laughs> no, no not at all. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> In so many ways. No. <laughs> well, what about you, Molly? Do you find it easy to go back to your routines? For me, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some routines are easier, like family meals and school schedules, because they just happen. Others, though, related to being an entrepreneur can be a bit trickier. I bet. It means I need to establish routines and set my own conditions for how I want to spend my days, or else they may just slip away. And I think that is probably very similar to what it may feel like when you're a homemaker or have small kids at home. Or even, I mean, as we spoke about before, when you're in a new place. So I would say that some routines are certainly easier to resume than others. Yeah, I hear you. So to sum it up, routines have their benefits and can add structure, reduce stress, provide a sense of control. For expats, simple routines can give life purpose and help you feel less lost in a new place. So set clear goals, keep it simple, stay persistent so that routines settle in. After all this talking about planning and routines, we have something very nice planned for tomorrow. <laughs> oh yes, we are going to horse racing here in Madrid together with many others from INC, uh, which is our social expat group here. I have never been to horse racing before, so I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I somehow envision it a little bit like the Spanish version of Ascot. A bit fancy, <laughs> nice clothes, nice strings, and I may even wear a hat. <laughs> oh, I love it. So let's see if it's anything like that. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us and for listening. It means a lot to us. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave comments and questions on Instagram. Expat Life with Molly and Helena. Stay tuned for our next episode and have a great week. Bye.